Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. This is the day the Lord hath made, and we are rejoicing and glad in it. Uh, what a beautiful fall Sunday. You know, Friday was beautiful. Saturday, about half the day was pretty good until it got late in the evening. Huh? Yeah. I'm glad the Braves are doing good. We're going to stay with baseball. We're going to forget football for a while. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, but uh, it's good to see you. We have... Uh, we have our in-person uh, uh, friends and family here this morning. Welcome. We have our Zoom family here this morning. Welcome. Good to see you. And we have our Facebook family uh, with us this morning. So uh, we are just um, rejoicing that we can uh, be in the presence of the Lord as we uh, uh, meet together today and look forward to all that he's got in store for us. Um, I, I, I want to um, just share a couple things as far as life and ministry, you know, at, at Cross Point and, you know, what God's continuing to do. I mean, these are turbulent days in our nation. Uh, there's um, a lot of, uh, boy, there, boy, there's just a lot of confusion, a lot of unrest, uh, a lot of uncertainty, uh, and uh, yet uh, we know and proclaim the truth that God is sovereign and that he is in control. And we're going to look at that uh, this morning. Uh, one of my life verses that's become one of my life verses is Psalm 138.8, that uh, where he says, uh, God says, I will fulfill my purpose for you. And uh, we, can, we can bank on that and we can count on that uh, as as we go forward, you know, with our lives. So uh, we've got some we've got some exciting stuff that's going on. Uh, Rachel, are you ready to go ahead and do that? Uh, just come on up here. I'm going to get uh, my daughter, Rachel, uh, to come up here. I'm throwing a curveball to our guys as though they hadn't already had some curveballs. Do you want to use this one right here? All right. So Rachel, uh, who is, um, I'm going to turn this one off. Let's see, you got to get in here. Wait a minute. Oh, you got to come over here so some of these folks right here can Ooh, see I'll you. Stand. I'll yeah, stand. Yeah, come on over here. All right. Um, to just give you an update uh, as what God has been doing, you know, during this uh, uh, COVID season as he has been building bridges into our community. So tell us some exciting news about something that's going on here. Yes, so over the past couple months, you've been hearing us mention the organization Homestretch, and I'm just here to tell you that we're not gonna stop. We're not gonna stop talking about it because God is clearly leading us um, just to not just become partners, but to become family with this amazing organization. Um, so Homestretch is a program that assists families who are experiencing homelessness, and it is an up to two year program, and the hope and goal is to um, the families graduate into home ownership but there's a lot of support and along the whole process and God is clearly calling us to just join Homestretch um, and how we can come alongside them and really become family with them and so that can look 
like a lot of different things and I will just want to update you guys and over the past couple months um, and especially this past week we have had amazing meetings with their leadership team and they are so excited and we are so excited because um, we are really starting on this journey of becoming family what that looks like be praying about it and we're because God is speaking and he's going to speak through his people he's going to speak through all of us he's going to speak through the leadership team there he's going to speak through the families there um, but it can look like volunteering um, and but not just that um, far more um, but I do want to share one verse that keeps coming to mind um, whenever I think about this journey of God building family with the families at Homestretch and it is from Romans um, 15 verse 5 and 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is so beautiful because I really know that our God is a God of unity and I think through this partnership and collaboration with Homestretch, God is paving a way where we can live in harmony with families who have very different life experiences than us and maybe some very similar life experiences with us and God's going to show us that. Um, but here we are pursuing a journey of living in harmony with one another and with one voice glorifying our God. Um, and so um, those of you who are on Facebook and Zoom um, will follow up with email but one step as Dad likes to say, the first button in the first buttonhole will be to um, get engaged to start volunteering. Um, and we, there's an application and there's an online volunteer training orientation to learn more about how to get involved. And I have a sign-up sheet outside as well as some printed applications. You Zoom and Facebook people, we can email those your way. Um, but be praying and sitting before the Lord and saying, okay, God. Are you asking me to get involved here? Because we know that Crosspoint is pursuing a journey of joining family with Homestretch. So stay tuned. We'll be talking a lot more about it. Yay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. All right. So now it's going, you're going to be hearing a whole lot more because here's the deal. Uh, that God has just really revealed to us is that this isn't just, you know, a plug-and-play deal for us to kind of, oh, uh, pat ourselves on the back. Um, we believe that God has orchestrated this and that as a result of this partnership, this collaborative partnership, uh, that we will be different as a body. Uh, and we believe they will be different as an organization. And so um, do pray, do be praying about uh, that right there. All right, another uh, real fun thing to uh, for those that are here, uh, you got a little uh, little bulletin. But um, men, calling all men, we got the herd happening coming up. Got to go to Grady uh, uh, on October 16th and 17th. We have our men's retreat, and uh, we've got lots and lots and lots of space so we can do social distancing. I mean, you can be acres away, you know, from, from folks and, and be 
and, and good standing. So uh, we've got uh, our uh, overnight quarters, we've got the wedding barn, we've got the hunting lodge, we've got Dream Hill Hilton, we've got the hangout. We've got plenty of room for, for us guys to be able to space out and not be on top of each other. So I really want to encourage you uh, to to uh, consider going to that because it's going to be a humdinger. Looking forward to it. And you'll be able to stick your head in and say hey to Red, Redneck Dees. Yeah, who, I'm going to give you an update in just a minute, you know, on, on, on my dad. But, um, so anyway, a lot of good stuff that's going, that's going on, a lot of opportunities for us. Uh, you're going to be here next week as far as what God is doing, even within the context of our, our family here and how we are going to be really pouring into one another and exhorting one another. It's, it's, it's just encouraging. So anyway, welcome everyone. So glad that you're here. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask if you would to turn to Psalm 56. Psalm 56. This morning, um, we're going to take a look at a, a passage that I'm sure that some of you have uh, 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 really just embraced in, in your life. Uh, and um, it's here that we see David when he uh, had been captured by the Philistines uh, calling out to the Lord. And so uh, read along with me. We're just going to be reading verses 1 through 4 together. Be merciful to me, O God. For men hotly pursue me all day long. They press their attack. My slanderers pursue me all day long. Many are attacking me in their pride. Pause. Now look at this. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? Uh, a powerful passage and my prayer is is that whatever David was experiencing in these moments right here when he was proclaiming this in Psalm 56 that the Holy Spirit would pour that out in your life and my life uh, today let's go to him in prayer Father God we just thank you so much for uh, the privilege and the opportunity for us to be here today uh, to join together uh, in this unique fashion uh, to acknowledge that God you are good and that you are worthy and that you are always at work and you are working in our lives you are calling out to us Lord I pray that uh, we may hear from you today and that we may encounter you today in an intimate way uh, Lord that even now that each of us would just make that our cry Lord God I want to encounter you today and in doing so, Lord, that uh, we would walk away from this time different. And we know that it's because of who we are in you. Lord, we ask your blessings on uh, this time of worship and celebration. We ask, Lord, your uh, blessings on this partnership with Homestretch that, we were, um, uh, that we're pursuing with you. Uh, Lord, we ask that you would just raise up uh, uh, more and more men that are huddled together, encouraging one another uh, so that we can be uh, kingdom men, uh, advancing, God, your purpose and your kingdom. And as a result of that, our families are stronger, our marriages are stronger, our children are loved. So, Lord, today we just come to you and we, with David, say, 
I will trust in you. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, a um, uh, quick update on red. Uh, many of you know, some of you are Facebook folks and all that kind of stuff, but uh, we've gone through two grueling months, two grueling months uh, of really moving backwards uh, with my dad after he had fallen out of bed and had COVID and all that. He had pins put in his hip and um, uh, we just weren't making any progress. And uh, uh, but in, in those moments, um, uh, as we were encouraging, and, and myself and my niece, we're, we're pretty strong encouragers. My sister, uh, she, she's, she's the one that babies daddy a little bit more. But uh, um, during, during that time, uh, it became very, very apparent to me uh, that uh, my dad was just completely overwhelmed with fear. Uh, that he was um, paralyzed by fear. And, um, and, and it, you know, really God began to just reveal to me just how much fear paralyzes us and robs us. Uh, we are robbed by so much from fear, and even when we don't know it. Now, one of the, one of the reasons for that is because, because of the pain. You know, I think his mind was weakened some, and Satan will take advantage of every opportunity to come in when our minds aren't strong. So this is just an encouragement for me and you to always stay in God's Word. Uh, this is uh, the armor of God that we have. This is the sword that God has given us. Uh, and it's through God's Word that we are mentally strong. Uh, but it was uh, during this time that, you know, I, I was going, Dad, Dad. Uh, as he was trying to walk, couldn't hardly walk, I was going, um, you're not, you're not uh, grimacing, uh, you're not hollering, so apparently it's tolerable enough to where you can walk. Well, uh, apparently he was in so much pain he couldn't even grimace, you know, and, uh, and that just came, that came to light after he had the total hip replacement, and then just immediately, immediately, um, you know, dad was walking, but the one thing, the one thing that's still hanging on and that he is voiced, at least his voices, is fear, fear of falling. Um, and so today I would like for us just to, to really ask God to help us through his word uh, to reveal to us any areas of our life where we're living more by fear than we are by faith. Uh, and um, Satan is a liar. Fear is a liar. And um, I know that God wants to bring about freedom to us. I can't tell you the number of times that I quoted uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 to Dad as we, were, as we were doing life together there in the trenches. Uh, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power love and sound mind. God is not given, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love and sound mind. Thank you, God. And so anything that, uh, that is fear-related is robbing us of everything that God has promised us. 
And so I pray that as a result of the day that we can lay out and acknowledge, you know, any fears that we have so that God can really get a hold of us and bring us into the freedom and the victory that, that he desires for us. Now, let's talk a little bit about fear. You ready? So, you know, God built us to experience fear. So don't, don't get all, you know, beat yourself up, you know, because there are fears in your life. There are God-inspired fears. They are healthy fears that do help us to not do the things that we don't need to do and also to do the things that we do need to do. These are God-inspired fears. But there's also this fallen flesh, these fleshly self-inspired fears that is a result not of God's stuff, but of self-life and of Satan himself. And uh, these are corrupted fears that rob us and that may be robbing you of uh, what God is desiring for you even on this day. And uh, these self-fears cause us not to do the things that we should do and to do the things that we shouldn't do. So it's just exactly opposite. Uh, how many of you uh, here, and I can look on Facebook too, how many of you remember uh, Ann Landers, a columnist? Anybody? Yeah, all right. This is back in the day where they had newspapers and uh, yeah. Uh, but Ann Landers, uh, uh, she would get like tens of thousands of letters a day. They'd write in and then Ann would respond to them with some great advice. But she was once asked, what is the most common problem that you find in the letters that you receive? She said immediately, without a doubt, fear. Fear. Um, so let's not just discount the, the possibility that there may be fear in our life today that is robbing us of our experience with God, that's robbing us of our experience with one another in relationships and of, of the life that God has for us. All right, there's some different levels of fear. You know, there's the surface fears like, oh, I'm not going to be able to pay for my lunch that I just ordered because I ordered too much. Or, um, you know, not having, you know, my, my mom was afraid, you know, should it, you'd leave at the, <laughs> to go, you know, when I was a teenager. You got clean underwear on? You know, it's like, you know, what? You know, you just didn't want you to be in a wreck and not have clean underwear on. I don't get if you were in a wreck, you wouldn't have clean underwear, uh, even if you did start with it, whatever. Okay, well, that's too much. Um, so there's these surface fears, and then there's these soulish fears. Um, you know, failure, rejection, losing control, being found out, being, <coughs> being hurt relationally. Uh, so, you know, the fears just have a way of just kind of easing and eking their way into our life. But then there's the root fear. And, and, and the tap root, that, and this is the, uh, the, the tap root that all other fears come out of. And we can't deal with any of the other fears until we deal with this one. And this fear is not being loved and accepted and valued. So really, this fear is not knowing my identity. If I don't know my identity, if I don't know who I am as a child of God, then I am going to be an open book. I'm just going to be wide open for all these other fears to just pour over my life, just make, you know, havoc in my life. And so, you know, that's, that's why it is important for you and I to know who we are, you know, as children of God uh, in our relationship with him. All right, so... Uh, 
Other stuff about fear, fear is contagious. Uh, we kind of found that out a little bit during this uh, COVID season, didn't we? You know, fear is contagious. Uh, it, uh, it, we, can get it, <laughs> we can get it from other people. Um, and it is very debilitating and very limiting. But the most important thing that we need to know is that God does not want us to be controlled by fear. It's all right to feel a fear, but then not to give into it and not to be controlled by it. Uh, you remember the story of Jesus uh, with the disciples in the midst of the storm on the sea. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew. You might want to write down some of these uh, references. Matthew 8, 26. He said, you of little faith, why are you afraid? Now, most of us say, well, there, there was reason to be afraid. Uh, because this was a uh, storm with some expert fishermen and they knew that they you know this is the kind of storm that sinks you but but they weren't factoring in Jesus uh, why you of little faith why are you afraid so really God's going to be challenges and during this time as far as how much are we living by faith in him and how much are we living by fear um, so uh, when it comes to um, to, to really dealing with fear, um, the, the big question for us is, you know, we're going to experience it, uh, it's real, but what are we going to do about it? And so I want to give us a, a few, uh, just little tools to, to talk about to help us to bring before the Lord. Number one is this, face the feeling. Just go ahead and face the feeling. Uh, how many times have you heard somebody say, you going, are you afraid? And they go, I'm not afraid. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a denial. There's some, you know, again, it's not wrong to, to have fear. It's not wrong to feel afraid or be blindsided by it. But God says, don't be controlled by it. Don't let it manipulate you. Don't let it rob you. And, um, and that's the one thing that, you know, as I'm talking with my dad, I'm going, okay, dad, let, let's put this in perspective. You know, you feel as though you, you're afraid that you're going to fall. And I just flex my muscle. I get up there and flex my muscle. And it doesn't help him. You know, it probably kind of makes it worse. I'm going, you are not going to fall. I am here. We've got your walker here. And on many of those occasions, we have somebody else there. I said, you are not. You are not. Uh, you know, going to fall. Uh, but the, the, the fear begins to dictate the reality in his mind and begins to shut things down. Uh, but, okay, what not to do when it comes to fear? Common responses. Number one is suppress. We try to suppress. Remember, uh, I'm not afraid. We ignore it. Um, uh, deny. We, we try to deny it, that, that we're afraid. or kind of mad. We as guys, you know, we kind of, we're good at that. Um, and um, uh, the other one is, as I mentioned with my dad, we're paralyzed. You know, comment, we become paralyzed by fear, um, unable to, to move forward, unable to think, unable to, to experience what God has for us. And then another one is just to overreact. You know, anybody like that, that you know, when we're afraid, we, that means we try to control everything. Uh, and uh, we overreact. So uh, it's here that we look at this and we see that... Um, and begin to realize that more people, more people uh, are living by fear than they are by faith. So 
God's saying, yeah, I want you to face it. I want you to acknowledge it. I built you in a way to where you would experience it, but don't let it control you. Don't let it dictate what you got going on in your life. Face it. It's like King David uh, when the Philistines uh, were just having their way uh, with the Israelites um, uh, that uh, we see that David faced his fear and, and God was able to do something through him for that. King David also uh, uh, is, is a good example all throughout the Psalms of showing, hey, it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay, but don't let it control you. And, and go back to that one verse um, in verse 3. He says, verse 3, this can be our motto. When I am afraid, I will what? Trust in you. Not, not, not my feelings, uh, not the circumstances. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you. So we face it. Number two, we got to examine the cost of uh, letting it control us. We, we take a, there's a high price to pay uh, whenever we uh, let sin or fear have its way. First Samuel, you might want to write this one down. First Samuel 13, 23. This is when Saul uh, acknowledged, he said, I sinned against you, God. I sinned. I was afraid of the people, so I gave in to them. How many times have we given in because of our fear of people or circumstances? And then we miss out completely on what it is that God is wanting to do in our life. Uh, John chapter 12, 43 and 44 is a very uh, devastating uh, passage. It says, many believed in Jesus, but they would not admit it for fear of the Pharisees. Wow. R robbing them of this life-saving encounter with Jesus, fear. Um, last week when we were looking in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, we were, we were t t looking at how uh, Moses was recounting all these stories of the people since their exodus from, from, from Egypt and, uh, and how God had said, all right, I want you to get up. I want you to break camp. I want you to advance. I want you to go in and take possession of the land. Uh, but we see what, what happened is that fear robbed them of basically everything. In that first chapter, in verse 22, it says, you know, they, they started kind of scheming. And really, they disguised their fear with some wise planning. Well, hey, you know, let's, 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 let's do it this way. And so they began to engage in allowing fear to dictate their choices and their responses. And uh, what it did, it, it robbed them of all. It robbed them of their families. It robbed them of their health. It robbed them of their future. Fear is a thief. And so here's a question. Would you ask the Lord with me, Lord, what has fear robbed me of? Uh, fear robbed the Israelites of everything that God had promised them. God, what has fear robbed me of? Um, and it could be freedom. I mean, you're still enslaved to the opinions of others. Or it could be rest. What I mean by that? Well, you're killing yourself. Uh, trying to control people and circumstances. And it's because of fear. Uh, it could be friendships. You don't know really what it feels like to really be loved and to love because of fear. Um, so much joy, so much. All right. So 
you know, we face it, we examine that this is deadly. I love that song, Fear is a Liar. Uh, and that's a good song to sing along with. It's a good song to embrace because fear is a liar. Uh, so what do we do with it? Well, we answer fear with truth. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the lie. So we, we, we answer with truth. A couple reasons that fear has its way with us and, and robs us of so much is, number one, we doubt God. Fear basically is assuming the absence of God. It's, it's, it's assuming that, um, you know, God is not in control, God is not capable, and God does not care. Really? God is, God is not in control, God is not capable, and God doesn't care. Um, when David, when he was sent out to, on the errand, uh, whenever Goliath was uh, having his way with the Israelites, we see his response in 1 Samuel 17, 32. It says, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Now, <laughs> David was just a man just like the rest of those folks were, but what they did is they caved into their they're, they felt inferior. Uh, they thought Goliath was too big. It was starting to tell them that Goliath was too big to beat. They didn't see how God could handle this. Um, uh, it, and here's the deal. Fear often wins because of ignorance. Our ignorance of the truth. We, we just don't know and embrace the truth. Uh, David knew God. Not just about God. David knew God. Uh, and, and look how it answered it. In, in 1 Samuel 17, 40, it said, Well, he took his stick in his hand and chose five uh, smooth stones from a stream. He put them in his shepherd's bag, grabbed his sling, and then he went to meet the Philistine. Uh, he didn't doubt God. He didn't doubt what God was doing to him. Uh, and so rather than responding to fear, he responded in faith because he knew God, not just about it. Another thing uh, is, is that we, we doubt God, and this points out that we just don't know God. We really don't know God. Write this verse down. Put an asterisk by it. 1 John 4, 18. Where God's love is, there is no fear. Wow, that's, that's powerful. Where God's love is, there is no fear because God's perfect love drives out fear. That's pretty awesome right there. Um, the Bible says that the opposite of love is fear, and the opposite of fear is love. Love and fear can't operate in the same room. So it really comes down to this. Until this issue is resolved, we're going to be tormented by our fears. Only God's love in us and our embracing that and knowing him can bring us to a place of freedom can liberate us from living a fear-induced life. Um, so the starting place to deal with fears, if, we, if we're afraid, but, you know, whatever it may be, is to accept God's love here. I mean, to get to know Him. Not, not, not just learn Bible verses, but to do life with God. You know, we talk a lot about doing life together, to do life with God and know that He is a God of love. Um, you know, it's one thing um, yeah. to, to 
know about God. It's another thing to encounter him and, and accept his love for us. And that's what we've been praying for today. God, we want to encounter you, to experience you uh, and all of your truth and freedom. So the truth is God is in control. The truth is God is capable. The truth is God does care. Uh, and um, the more that we truly experience him, the more we can say with confidence, I know that God will fulfill his purpose for me. And, and there may be a roadblock here. There may be a disappointment here. But God is sovereign. God is in control. There's nothing that's going to thwart his purposes for me. And, the, and, and his desire is for me to know him. I mean, and that's ultimate life. And then to make him known. Uh, his desire is for me to, to, to live for his sake, not for my sake. You know, that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're just talking about uh, this, this point of embracing truth. Now, you know, I was thinking about this in, in, in relationship to my dad. You know, like, you know, when we're in a weakened state, you know, uh, when we're in pain, uh, when we have been going weeks upon weeks of just really just torment, how do, how do we do that? I mean, how, how can we get mentally strong enough to proclaim these truths? I think it has absolutely nothing to do with us. I think it has all to do with our faithful God and just our willingness to call out to him. Just call out to him. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. See, we come back to this place of going, I can't. God never said I could. God can. He always said he would. And it's just saying, you know, my dad can't get mentally tough enough to be able to fight these fears. But he can't cast his care on the Lord and just call out to him. And, and uh, we've been in the process, you know, of doing that on a regular basis. And this is just what it means to continue always to rely on God. Always go back and rely and as David says trust I will trust in you Psalm 46 1 and 2 I'm gonna give you a couple more passages God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble therefore we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea well what a proclamation Psalm 34 4 Write that one down, circle it, put an asterisk by it. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. All right. Are you courageous enough to say, God, where is fear controlling my life? What, what, what have I allowed fear to rob me of? Is it, is it a friendship? Is it a relationship? Is it an intimate encounter with God? Is it fear of losing control? Which, well, remember, remember one of the, the, the issues is ignorance. <laughs> well, you, we're never in control in the first place. And it just proclaim that God in his perfect love wants to wrap us up and bring about freedom and to bring about victory all for his glory. Um, we, we're encouraged through David um, to face our fears, but to face our fears with faith, to live 
by faith, not by our feelings. Live by faith and not by our fear. And my prayer is that as we go forward in our individual lives, that our lives will be a reflection of the courage of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who obviously had some hardships to face. The, the, the torture of being beaten and then crucified on Calvary. But God's grace is sufficient. Um, that we would so embrace the love of God and get to know and, and walk with him. Uh, that fear, um, just we, we call it what it is, it's a liar. And that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And I, my prayer is, is that our relationships with one another would reflect that. And in very practical ways is through being transparent, is by being vulnerable, is by just saying, God, I just want you to do in me that which will fulfill your purpose. I'm going to cooperate with you, not fight you on that. I pray that it would also be true in our relationship with our partners. Uh, we were encouraged last week on our birthday for our ministry partners uh, that we would live by faith and not by fear. Uh, that we would know that God's grace is sufficient in every aspect of these relations. And then as God is stretching us through, well, that's pretty, through home stretch. We're going to be stretched through home stretch, uh, not allow, allow fears or change to rob us of us seeing and experiencing God and His great love. What are you afraid of? God's greater than your fear. Would you pray with me? Jesus, uh, we come before you right now and we praise you uh, for your amazing love. We thank you uh, that you do deliver us, like David says, from all of our fears. Lord, today I pray that you would, that you would just do that very thing. That you would expose and reveal what areas of our life that we are operating by fear. And that we would just lay that down. We would come and bring that before you and we call out to you. Lord, for maybe some of us uh, that, that are here today, either via Zoom or Facebook or even in this room. Lord, we've been pushing back on you for a long time because we're, we're afraid. We're afraid of what we'd have to give up if we trusted you as our personal Lord and Savior. And yet today you're inviting us out of your great love and mercy to come to know you as our personal Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that, that those hearts would just surrender to you today and receive your salvation, your sweet salvation by declaring their trust in you, their belief in you, Lord Jesus, and that they would just invite you in. Uh, face down that fear with faith in you. Lord, we just uh, give you all praise, honor, and glory today. Uh, we pray that as you continue to, to bust through the fears of our life, that you would be exalted and lifted up and that people would be drawn to you. May each of our lives be a living testimony of how perfect love casts out fear. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.
All right, uh, Facebook family, before we, uh, we continue on here in the room and with our Zoom folks, just want you to know we're grateful to be with you again today. God bless you and um, uh, praying for you that you live by faith uh, and not by fear. Have a great week. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.